0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and today we are discussing our 2021 Easter session, From Despair to Joy. So, in this session, we're going to be looking at John Chapter 20 verses 11 through 18. And we are going to be looking primarily at Mary Magdalene's first encounter with Jesus following his resurrection. And we notice from the outset that she is incredibly despairing and as as the narrative begins. And her despair um, that she felt, from jesus death on the cross was only compounded by the absence of his body from the tomb yet this is the thing that's interesting in this passage when she hears her teacher's voice her disposition changes dramatically because in that moment when she realizes who he is when when she hears Jesus, She knows he is risen. The gospel is true. And as it did with Mary, recognition of the resurrected son of God leads us to being on mission for the resurrected son of God. Because she didn't stop and run. She didn't stop and and cling to Jesus. And he told her not to she went and told everyone as he as he commanded her. So, this session as a whole is terrific and and I really mean that. Because think about it. You're talking about the reason why any of us are here in the first place. The resurrection of Jesus. There is no gospel. There's no good news. There is no Christianity without it. There is no reason for you to be listening to this podcast if there is no resurrection. And yet here we are. There is so much in a passage like John twenty to rejoice in as well. I mean, think about the little details. And and I'm a I'm a kind of a nerd about stuff like like this. But um, in verse twelve, just think about this: that it says, uh, "She that's Mary saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and the other at." The feet, and this is this is intended to give us this subtle but incredibly powerful picture that is really meant to remind us of the mercy seat that was part of the lid of the ark of the covenant, and and on this on this lid there was a platform where there was an angel place a cherub on either side of the angel, and their wings touched together, and it formed and it and it formed this covering. For the space upon which the glory of God was to appear, and so these two angels on either side are this this clever little picture that are are there to remind us of the work of Jesus in atoning for our sins. But aside from this this little in quotation marks detail, um, things that we can that we can easily miss when we read too quickly, this session really is a beautiful picture of how despair can turn to joy. And that is incredibly important for a time like this when many people, including likely many people in your group, are struggling with despair on many fronts from many different reasons. We and we all need hope. We need joy. But we don't need platitudes to bring us there. And fortunately, Scripture does not do that. Scripture gives us real strong grounding for hope. So something to focus on with your group would be the commentary on page 56 on your leader guide, which reminds us of the honesty of John's portrayal of the resurrection account. See, John didn't show the disciples as being hyper competent or quick on the uptake. He doesn't paint a picture of them as being highly perceptive individuals. In other words, he reminds us that they were normal people. And so we can relate to them because in their slow on the uptakeness, we are also often slow on the uptake, and and that is okay because what we get to see is is that their um, their joy is genuine. This helps us see that, and it reminds us that we can have that true joy as well, because their sorrow at the loss of Jesus was real. And it took a literal act of God for that to be transformed into joy. And so spend some time lingering there. And as you do, explore the question of how we respond to moments of great sorrow or difficulty on page 56 as well. Now, what I would encourage here is to not let your group be content with so-called right answers. Um, if you have a lot of people who are very well established in their faith, they've been believers for a long time. They may feel like they know what the what the the correct church answer is supposed to be. In that that um, well, we turn to Jesus, and you know, and g and we have all the reason for hope in the world. And while that's certainly true, we do have. Um, we do have hope because Jesus is alive. Um, we, can, we can take that and we can twist it and, and, make, and make ourselves think that, um, well, if Jesus is alive and we have all the reason for hope in the world, then that means we shouldn't feel sorrow or anger or hopelessness or all the other things that are natural to us to feel. Another way to say it is, is if Jesus is alive, then why would we feel bad about anything? But that misses the point. We want to encourage our groups to be honest. And what that means is, is that we need to make our meeting a safe space to engage with what's really going on in the heart. And that means that we have to, we have to set that expectation from the outset. We have to remind our our group that that when we're together, that it, that it is a safe place because of the gospel. It's not a safe place in the um, um, you know maybe the, the the tired and cliche sense that we hear about it in um, you know in the in the broader culture, but it's it's but that the gospel creates safety. In that, because of the gospel, we uh, we do not have to fear judgment. We do not have to fear shame. We do not have to fear anything because of Christ. Because we are approved by Christ, and that means that what we feel can be appropriately expressed. And we can bring that to light, and we can shine the light of the gospel on it, and we can encourage one another because of what Jesus has done. We can affirm how people feel. We can challenge them to see the truth in light of what Jesus has done. And we, and most importantly, as leaders, we need to model that. And so that means that we have to remind people that that, if they need to talk, then they're free to talk. If they need some help, they 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 need to ask. Um, it may mean that we need to encourage people and say, "Hey, if you're not comfortable talking about what's going on in this larger setting, you know, hang back and 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 we can talk. And if you need someone else there, have them there as well." Do whatever you need to do to make it a a comfortable and inviting space as you help your group see that joy is real, that they have hope, and that the gospel really does change everything. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.